Welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast, your monthly source for conversations and curated content to improve your law practice with your host, Rocky Deer. Hi, and welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast. Now what? That question gets asked every year in December and May when law students graduate and become lawyers. Well, for a few months at least, those new graduates focus on the bar exam. Once they pass, they revisit the question, now what? Making the move from being a student of the law to a practitioner in the legal profession can be daunting to say the least. Luckily, there's help. Anna Roll is living proof that not all heroes wear capes. She's the former co-chair of the Dallas Bar Association's Transition to Law Practice Program, has been involved in that program for the past five years. Anna knows all about how to successfully make that transition. She graduated from law school in 2014 and currently practices plaintiff-side pharmaceutical litigation at Barron and Budd in Dallas. Anna will help us shed some light on the transition to law practice and how both mentees and mentors can get involved. Anna, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here, Rocky. Absolutely. So, so tell us a little bit about this program. I, I have to. I have to admit, I'm. I'm kind of intrigued. What's involved in it? Kind of give us a high-level overview, if you don't mind. Sure. So, um, lawyers in Dallas and the surrounding area are really lucky to have this program. It's specifically a mentoring program for newly licensed attorneys. Something to help them get involved in the the networking side of the practice of law. Some mentees come, you know, as I did when I first started as a mentee in 2016 um, without employment and are looking for a job as well as looking to make connections and get involved in the the bar association side of um, the practice of law. So that's how Um, you got involved. You actually, you actually, a mentee, you went through the program from that side of it. Correct. That was my first introduction to the program as a mentee. And I was really fortunate to be paired um, with a, a great mentor, a great small group advisor and Really made a lot of connections, a lot of friends. Uh, my small group advisor actually uh, was the maid of honor in my wedding last year. Oh, wow. That became a lifelong friendship. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So now you said there's there's small groups and obviously there's also one-on-ones, I'm assuming, between mentors and mentees. So tell us a little bit about that. What do those small groups consist of? What do you do in those groups? And then how do the mentors and mentees interact in this program? So the program is, is really designed to, to help the mentees make as many connections as possible. Um, each mentee is individually paired with a mentor who's always a, you know, a well-established lawyer in Dallas with many years of experience. The small groups and the advisors were added in around 2015 or 2016 um, as a way to help bridge the gap between newly licensed, brand new to the practice of law and very experienced, established partner, you know, in a big law firm. Hmm. Um, So the advisors, each small group um, is made up of about half a dozen mentor-mentee pairs. The advisors are attorneys who are more in the the three to five-year practice range. Um, And what they do is they organize small group meetups, you know, networking events, happy hours. Um, I did one time a a morning yoga session um, at the Clyde Warren Park as a small group meetup. Um, And so the advisors are there to help facilitate connections between the mentees and the mentors and also to to get the group together so that mentees can make even more connections than just their individual mentor. So is the focus really then more on networking or is there kind of nuts and bolts about law practice? Both. Uh, We also do 
each month of the program, which runs from approximately January through September of every year, we have CLEs, which are always, you know, designed specifically for new new attorneys, um, including CLEs on how to avoid malpractice, um, other nuts and bolts type practice tips. There's always the the peer assistance program always presents one of the CLEs um, to talk about mental health and how to avoid those pitfalls and, you know, be happy and healthy while also very busy in the practice of law. So we have a lot of, of that side of it. The mentors, of course, they, you know, the tips that they provide um, range from specific practice areas. We always try to pair mentees and mentors um, based on practice interests um, so that, you know, if you're interested in, in practicing criminal defense law, you're not paired with someone who does civil litigation. Sure. Um, of course, you know, it's, it's not a, a perfect system. It's based on our who we have um, volunteer as mentors in a, a particular year, um, but we really do our best to, to make pairs that make sense. Um, so that the mentees get the best possible mentoring. The small group advisors are really more for the networking side of it um, to sort of keep the momentum going, keep everyone engaged in the program with additional events. Um, and also so that, you know, the, the mentees and mentors can all get to know each other within their small groups um, and have the opportunity to make those additional connections and to get additional insight um, from different perspectives of the different mentors in the group. So I got to say, this sounds like a really kind of well-oiled machine. I mean, it's it's got a great structure to it, and obviously a lot of thought has been put into it. Who came up with this? Was it was it an individual, a group? Do you have any insight on that? Sure. So the, the program's been around since 2008. It's actually hosted by the Professionalism Committee of the Dallas Bar Association. So it has a, a group of, of great attorneys um, who really have a lot of experience putting on programs. Um, the Professionalism Committee also puts on the State Bar of um, Texas's Day of Civility every year. So um, they certainly are well-equipped to make it a well-oiled machine. Um, you know, we've been, every year we, we collect feedback from the advisors and the mentees and other participants um, on how we can improve. One of those improvements was actually the, the small groups led by the advisors that I mentioned earlier that started in around 2014, I believe. And Andy Jones, another attorney in Dallas who's been involved in the program um, every year that I've been and, and more beyond that, um, he was really influential in coming up with the idea of having the small group advisors and having the advisors really be the sort of liaison to help the mentees feel comfortable around the mentors and to facilitate those connections. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think back to to some of the challenges I had when I was starting out in practice. And granted, I'm a little slow on the uptake, so I had probably more challenges than than most. But I remember one of my most stressful experiences was getting ready for my first deposition. And I was like, I, I was sitting there with books and I had all my objections laid out. And the other lawyer who came to this deposition had been had done this dozens of times and was very comfortable with taking depositions. So is that something that if I was a mentee in the program, you know, however many years ago, is that something I would have been able to talk to my mentor about and say, uh, what do I do in a deposition? How do I prepare for this? What's a good deposition versus a bad deposition? Is that a pretty good example of, of something I'd get help with? Absolutely. Um, the mentors are there to, to answer the mentees questions. Um, you know, they, they, meet up on a one-on-one -on -one basis throughout the duration of the program and hopefully beyond. I mean, the idea is that the connections that the mentees and other participants make in this program will continue beyond 
that individual year. And we also encourage mentees that are, you know, really enjoyed the program and got a lot of out of it to, to come back as advisors um, in future years and eventually mentors themselves. In fact, the Professionalism Committee also recently has been doing deposition workshops. Um, so another, another goal of the program is to get these new lawyers involved in the Bar Association, um, not just DBA, but also DAYL um, and other, you know, there are a lot of programs that Dallas has. Um, so it's, it's also an introduction to the bar and to CLEs, to the Below Mansion, um, and to finding, you know, other opportunities for them to grow as, as new, newly licensed attorneys in this area. So I wonder, is, is the DBA alone in this, or are there other bar associations within Texas or even nationally that have a similar type of transition to law practice program? I know that mentoring um, has, there's been an emphasis on that um, sort of nationwide. I don't know of any other program that is specifically set up and structured such as this one um, designed to be, you know, a year long program with both individual mentor mentee pairings, as well as the small groups. Dallas bar is is a little sui generis anyway, um, you know, with having the Below Mansion as a, a set meeting space for CLEs and other bar events. So part of our goal, of course, is, is to introduce the bar um, and the BLO to the new mentees and, and to get them involved. Um, recently, we've started having the kickoff event for the program the same night as the, the DBA's new member reception. Um, so we, we plan it so that at the end of the kickoff, we can send the mentees and mentors over to the new member reception to enjoy um, what is always a great event and also to help them um, be encouraged to to get involved and, and to participate in the, the DBA as a whole instead of just this program. And see, I can I can tell that I can tell you really benefited from being a mentee in the program because you threw the Latin in. You said sui generis, and I'm gonna have to go look that up later. But clearly, your mentor <laughs> knew how to teach. This is, I mean, I, that's that's exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen. I rest my case. But so now, well, in, I'm in going to have to disagree with you there. Um, actually, my mother is a, um, a a classical scholar, so all any Latin knowledge has to be credited to her. I just have to have to put that out there. <laughs> So shout out to Anna's mom for teaching her the Latin and the classics. So, <laughs> hey, do, do you want to say hi, mom? It's okay if you want to do that on here. We have no problem with saying hi, mom. <laughs> I'm always happy to say hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> there you go. All right. So now let's let's walk through a little bit about, you know, sort of the substance of the program. Is there is there a set curriculum? Because, you know, you've mentioned small groups and I, it sounds like maybe there's there's even bigger settings. Is there like a curriculum that the mentors and mentees follow? Or is it really left up to each individual group to kind of decide what topics they're going to cover? The set curriculum would be the program of CLEs that we put on. Um, those are mm -hmm. always, you know, as I mentioned earlier, designed to benefit new lawyers specifically. We try to keep, as far as the small groups and the, the individual mentor-mentee pairs, because everyone has different backgrounds, everyone is looking, you know, to get something slightly different out of the program, whether that's relevant to a specific area of practice or whether that's, you know, someone who's looking for a job versus someone who has a job and is just looking to succeed within that existing position. Um, so we try to, you know, we let the mentors and mentees really design the, those individual mentoring sessions um, as they see fit. And the same for the small group advisors, you know, we really give them leeway. Um, we just ask that they hold regular meetings um, at least once a month. Mm. But beyond that, you know, what topics they want to cover within their small groups, we let them tailor that to the individuals in the group. 
Um, so it really makes for, we get the best of both worlds. We get a curriculum with the CLEs on specific topics that we think would be best suited for the group as a whole. And then we let the individual pairs and small groups tailor their meetings around the individuals who are in that group that year. Now, you mentioned that it's a one-year program. So when does it start and then when does it end? So what's the typical life cycle of a mentor-mentee cycle? Well, the work on the back end, of course, starts um, the previous year. But mm. we have the kickoff event to start off the program um, typically around the end of January every year. And then from there, uh, we have regular CLEs and meetings every month running all the way through September. Sometimes we have a, you know, we try to have a few small group meetings at the at the very end of the year as well, at the end of the calendar year, um, just to to keep everyone connected and, and to really foster those long-term relationships beyond the individual year of the program. Um, but typically it's January through September. So is this is this really designed for folks that have already taken the bar exam and passed it? Or do you have people that are studying for the bar exam and still participating in the transition to law practice program? It's really designed for attorneys who have taken the bar exam and either passed it or are waiting on results. Um, you know, there are other other mentoring circles um, that are, are more tailored for law students um, who have not yet taken the bar. Um, but this program is, is specifically for ones who have, have already passed that step. They've, you know, they've gotten through the bar exam and now they're at the point of, of okay, now what? How do I get a job? Um, or I've, I've got a job. How do I succeed in this job? As they you know, start to realize that law school and law practice are, are more different than even they thought while they were in law school. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Now, it, looking back, I guess, is there maybe one or two things that you think as a mentee you learned that might have been a lot harder had you not been in the program? Can you, can you pinpoint what that is? Because, you know, obviously you went through it. So was there maybe a topic or two that you just said, wow, had it not been for this program, I would have been really lost or had a harder time kind of coping with this? Well, so I, I certainly consider myself um, a success story in the context of the program. And it, it's not so much, you know, what I learned. It, for me, it was more the connections that I made and mm. the opening for me to, to get introduced to the, the, the Bar Association as a whole um, and to get more involved. I had a wonderful mentor. Um, she actually was the reason that I got my second associate position um, as a licensed attorney. So, you know, she was, and as it happened, she had worked for my current law firm, Baron and Bud, previously. So I, I got some background to my own firm that way. Um, so I certainly, I learned a lot, um, but really for me, it was the connections that I made. And what really spoke to me at the very kickoff event, the very initial meeting at the program, Kate Morris, another Dallas attorney, um, a great Dallas attorney, Sure, she got up and, and shared her experience of, of how she was in a dark place when she joined as a mentee um, from, the, from her practice side because she was working in a bar, um, a drinking mm. bar, not, a, <laughs> not right, with right, the right. bar association. Not the bar association, right. Exactly. And, and she, the mentoring program was um, really paved the way for her and, and introduced her into the actual practice of law um, and into to getting, to getting employment as a lawyer. Um, and hearing her story, and it, it really struck a chord with me because I was in the same position. I, I was looking for work. I you know, went to law school in a different state, so I didn't have mm -hmm. those connections and was finding it challenging as a, a newly licensed attorney to find um, 
to find a, a full-time position. So learning that I, I was not alone and that there were people who had gone through the same experience and had, um, had practical tips to share to help me get on my feet and find my own full-time position um, in the, the Dallas legal community, that was really helpful for me personally. And it, it just, it made me enjoy the practice of law for the first time. And now you're a mentor, so you're paying it forward effectively. Yes, I, you know, I, I, I took a lot from the program. I really wanted to to give back. I found that I was I'm quite good at organizing social gatherings, <laughs> um, so I was very you know successful. The next year, um, when I served as an advisor, and from there, I, I was asked to to return as the co lead advisor for the following year. Um, and then, as you mentioned at the start of this uh, last year, I was the co chair of the program. So I, I really want to stay involved. I, I really believe in this program, and I think it's really important to have these mentoring opportunities for newly licensed attorneys. Do you think being a mentor has helped you become an even better lawyer, or was it? Did you get more from being a mentee? I think you get a lot from this program from any role within it. Um, I know the mentors. You know, we have a a, a large group of mentors that that come back every year after year, um, and we're really grateful for everyone who is involved in the program. And for the contributions that everyone gives, and I, I truly believe that everyone finds it a rewarding experience. Whether it's making new friends, whether it's getting fresh perspectives, um, making connections that could lead to you know referrals or connections that could lead to to promotions and new jobs. Um, so everyone has something to benefit from this program. What about you? What have you enjoyed most about it? Again, I really have to say I, I find the um, the connections to be the most rewarding aspect of the program, seeing friendships made, seeing business relationships made, um, and being able to help foster that. As I said, you know, that my advisor, when I was a mentee was made of honor in my wedding. I, I keep in touch with, um, many people from the program year after year, even ones that are, are not currently involved in the program. And how many mentors and mentees are currently involved? Do you have a ballpark? I actually don't have the roster in front of me for this year's program. Um, it has, hasn't quite kicked off yet, so I believe they're still in the process of finalizing um, the pairings and the small groups. But there are typically about 10 small groups with about half a dozen mentor-mentee pairs within each group. Oh, wow. So uh, I'm, I, I went to law school, so I wouldn't have to do math. But I think that's about 60 lawyers and six, like 60 mentors, 60 mentees, if I'm doing the math correctly. Yes, that's about right. Um, you know, it varies from year to year. Um, we're really fortunate that the um, the local legal community, um, the big law firms all encourage their new associates who they know are, are, are recently licensed. Um, they encourage them to sign up for this program. Um, so we have a lot of involvement from the community, you know, and we're always looking to, to get the word out. So definitely tell your friends and, and hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we'll find some more um, mentors who want to, to foster young attorneys and, and new mentees who are looking for, for this type of mentorship. So let, let's talk about getting involved. How do mentors or mentees sign up and be involved in this program? Catherine Zach with the Dallas Bar Association is um, always the best point of contact. And then she can put anyone who's interested in getting involved in touch with whoever is in leadership for that particular year. And in terms of mentors, are there are there particular practice areas or firm sizes? Is there any sort of area that you need a particular emphasis in 
you know, where, where you say, hey, we don't have enough mentors who fit the following criteria? Or do you have a pretty good mix all across the board? We have a pretty good mix every year. Um, you know, it just, it, it really varies so much from year to year, um, just depending on the particular group of mentees that sign up for a particular year and what their interests are. And then the mentors who volunteer for that year. So it really, really, it's more, um, it's more in numbers. You know, we're just looking for um, the only criteria that we have, that we set for the mentors is experience level. Um, you know, we want, we want well-established attorneys to serve as mentors. Um, that's not to say that there's not a place for attorneys with a little less experience. Um, that is exactly what the advisor role is for. You know, attorneys that don't quite have the experience level yet um, to be a mentor, but want to be involved and, and want to help mentor themselves. Um, they get to serve as a small group advisor and, and still still serve a, a very important role within the program. So I'm, I'm going to ask you one final question, and I'm going to see, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on this. It's, you know, looking back, you know, having been a mentor, having, or serving as a mentor and having been a mentee, when you look back, you know, if you could give if you could give one piece of advice to, say, three L's who are about to enter the law or, you know, newly minted lawyers who've just passed the bar exam, what piece of advice would you give them? What do you think they need to know before they go out and embark on this career? Well, the old saying of just showing up um, is half the battle, <laughs> I think really applies. Our biggest challenge in the program is is having the mentees stay engaged and and stay actively participating within the program. The mentees. Um, it's getting the, the mentees, mentees to stay in, stay engaged. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. Well, and you know, it comes down to um, they're, they're in their first associate position. You know, those are the ones that, that have the harder time staying engaged because they're really busy. And that's mm. it's something that, you know, the practice of law is, is busy. They don't want to miss work time or office face time. Um, so they're concerned about carving out this little bit of time for themselves. But it's so important for attorneys at any level to, to be involved outside of the office, um, whether that's you know personal hobbies or bar association activities. Um, I think it's, it's really important for our, our mental health. As humans, we're social creatures. You know, we, need, we need that social interaction. Um, and to have it with people who are doing the same type of work that we're doing is just a great way to share stories, to, to learn from each other, um, and to, to make those connections that can lead to additional business contacts and, and can lead to you know, additional jobs. And so really making the time to be involved, I find it, even though it can be challenging at times to make that time, sure. I find it really enriches the practice of law as a whole. Um, so that would be my biggest piece of advice is, is don't just get stuck to being in the office and, and focusing on, on your individual job at hand, but also taking the time to, to be involved in the community um, and to give back to that community and also to, to reap the rewards of, of being an active member and, and having those connections and friendships outside of the office. Well, great advice from a great mentor. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. I want to thank my guest, Anna Roll. Anna, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Rocky. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And of course, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. 
Until next time, remember, life's a journey, folks. I'm Rocky Deer. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Go to TexasBar.com slash podcasts. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Find both the State Bar of Texas and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, the State Bar of Texas, Legal Talk Network, or their respective officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.